You're listening to the Union Podcast. The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, His hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Union Podcast. This is Brian and Bonnie Pugh of the Union Movement, and today we are going to be talking about how to fight well. Uh, I think a lot of times when we go into marriage or we just just generally in relationships, sometimes we think that uh, because we have such strong feelings for one another, we're never going to disagree with these people that we love so much or we have strong feelings for. We're never going to have a differing perspective or we're never going to feel different about a certain topic or something. And the reality is, is that's just not true. We do encounter so many situations uh, in life where we we have disagreement. We have a differing uh, of opinion and perspective. And how do you work that out? And how do you work that out without wrecking the relationship, without causing pain, without causing a lot of hurt? and maintaining the relationship. So thank you for tuning in to episode 15, and we're going to talk about how to fight well. Bonnie, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty thank good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, man, it's been kind of a busy week for us, hey? Yes, we just finished uh, just the other day. We celebrate our one-year, the union's one-year anniversary. Yes, one year. It's been a full year, and looking forward to the next one. we got some fun things coming up. Totally. We're dreaming about some e-courses. We're dreaming about uh, more resources to be putting into the hands of leaders and and people who are just wanting to find uh, truth, hope, and destiny in all spheres of life. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally pumped but, about that. But before that, we have Christmas. So I'm. Kinda, we do have Christmas. Yes. You know that. That's first on. That's first on my mind. Totally, yeah. Totally getting the tree this weekend. That's true. Pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe that's a good segue. I'm going to ask you a random question. Random question. Here we go. And I didn't have, you know, normally I premeditate these things because I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not too spontaneous with that. But uh, my question for you. Yes. If, if I had, oh, I'm trying to think of the price point on this. I'm just, I kind of want to say like, what would you say if I could have one thing for Christmas and maybe with like a 10,000 thousand dollar limit what would you want if sorry you, you said if you could have anything for christmas what would i want <laughs> so you just asked me <laughs> no so you're asking me so i so Brian i, I have i have ten thousand dollar limit um what would i want what would be something you oh don't have goodness. to go all the way to ten thousand you could just which you might as well i probably would oh man 10 g's uh, you know what? Probably, man, to be honest, I'd probably want to go like, I'd probably go clothes shopping. Just go for it. Yeah. That sounds really I'd, fun. I'd probably, well, I'd, yeah. I'd wonder if I'd actually just want 10 grand on like a Visa gift card or something like that. Mm. And then I just, I'd go all over the place oh, yeah, and just sure. like, I want that today's, today's the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so That's fun. <laughs> That'd be a good stocking stuffer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, what? Okay. So here, I'm going to put myself out there. What's the worst Christmas gift I've gotten you? No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here we go. You're going to see a great example of how to fight. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know that it would be. Hmm. 
Okay, here's just what comes to mind. But I don't know that. Was it, that vacuum cleaner that one year? Was that a bad one? Stop it. You I never, never bought her a vacuum cleaner. Guys, mental note. Okay, this don't sounds. ever buy your wife a vacuum cleaner. Unless she's asking. Unless she's asking for it. But definitely, even if she's asking for it around Christmas, do not tie it into Christmas, man. Don't do it. No. Um, okay, so here's what comes to mind is one year. We'll pretend it was a really long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Code word for not that long ago. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, go, remember. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I just remember that there was this time that I was using your translation of the Bible, NASB. I had said like, hey, can I use that Bible? And you're like, yeah, I'm not using it much anymore. Like I'm using a different translation. So I was using that translation. But then I found out that you wanted it back. So you, for Christmas, got me my own. And it just kind of felt like you just didn't know how to ask for or the translation back. <laughs> I did that? Yeah. When was that? That was for Christmas? That was a long time ago. A long time ago? It must have been a long time ago. I bought you an NASB. Oh, my goodness. See, well, I don't know what's worse. The fact that I can't remember it. or <laughs> That's pretty telling. Well, we're going to wrap it up now. Thanks so much for joining us. No. Anyways, well. Wow, that got real. <laughs> okay. Well, so today we are talking about how to fight well, how to handle, uh, yeah, conflict, how to handle a differing of opinion uh, in relationships. Uh, on, you know, for all the single folk out there, we're going to be talking a lot of the context of marriage, but I want you to rest assured that principles carry over uh, into a lot of different areas of life, that it's if it's just even sometimes in some work relationships is using wisdom in how to bring up conflict and and how to be in a good place, how to maybe check your own heart totally. and make sure that you're in a good position that way. Um, you have good motives. You have um, yeah, just just really operating and walking in love. That's really important. And you'll have you'll see principles that could carry over into friendship and stuff as well. Um, that really just preserve relationships and actually you you how you deal with conflict in a way that actually makes a relationship better and doesn't take away from it. So uh, we're hoping you're going to be able to pull pull some of that out of this today. So and we do know that I mean the, it's like a kind of a silly phrase, but where they say like it takes two to tango, and so when it comes to good communication, we know that it does take two people who are on board, leaning going in the right direction. So if your coworker isn't listening to this podcast, or maybe your spouse <laughs> isn't listening to this podcast. Um, but just know that there are there are principles that you can take away from it because the, the I think one of the biggest lessons we need to learn in relationships is that we actually cannot control anyone other than ourselves. And that's, that's a right. gift. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. And so if you can tell yourself what to do consistently and you listen to you, that's a good day. Mm -hmm. It's not about you getting everyone else to do what you want them to do but more about you being able to govern yourself. So regardless of where you're, where you're at today, we're, we're trusting that there's going to be some keys that you can take away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we, we would start with kind of a, a funny story for us. I remember we had just gotten married. We'll be, we celebrated 12 years of marriage this, this November. And um, yeah, which is not too long ago. It's like, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. Yep. And I'm not going to try to do the math right now. 14 <laughs> days ago, something like that. Anyways, um, when we when we got back from our honeymoon, it maybe been a couple of weeks since actually since our honeymoon, somebody asked us, hey, so have you guys fought yet? 
And I said no right at the same time that Bonnie said yes. Yeah, so that it was, was an awkward moment. It was pretty ridiculous. We were just and like I, I can just imagine like the the look of shock on my face. Yeah, totally. Because I could I could like feel it deep in my soul that like I yeah on anyways like yeah it's so funny right and I think it's so interesting that um you know like we we all have different experiences and like when we use the word fight. Um, it could bring up a lot of different, differing of uh, past experiences and differing of perspectives right. on really what a fight is. For some of us, it might be, you know, fighting with slamming doors, uh, yelling and, you know, maybe put putting holes in the wall or, you know, throwing stuff or, you know, saying a bunch of really mean things that um, Maybe you did mean or maybe you didn't mean, but there's just mean things being said, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I think in some in some ways that was my kind of context. Like, have were we fighting? No, we didn't yell at each other. We haven't had anything like that. We haven't, you know, said mean words to each other or, you right, know, right. Um, but I think then I think in your context, you're probably just thinking, well, yeah, we've had conflict. We've had disagreement. Yeah, we've had um, we've tension. had to work things out. Tension. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and we've had to do that. So uh, like our first Christmas, putting up our Christmas tree. Oh my goodness! That that's like if anyone's getting if anyone gets Seriously. married in the fall, just watch out for that first Christmas tree. Yeah. If you were not able to do premarital counseling, just put up a Christmas tree together. All the stuff will come out. I promise you. Yeah. All the inner issues will become very clear. Actually, and that is probably <laughs> a really great segue for what we were going to talk about of. Of our motivations. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, because, okay, because um, as Brian and I were talking about what we wanted to share um, for this podcast, we said we need to remember that when it comes to like fighting and conflict and stuff like that, we need to always be willing to ask like, what is this really about? Mm-hmm. What actually, why is there so much emotion attached to this? Why do I care so much that I get my way on this? What, um... Yeah, why is this just so difficult? Why do we mm-hmm. keep, maybe even why do we keep hitting up against these same issues? Or it feels like we keep, yeah, just having this same problem over and over again. And so we were reflecting that we all have different motivations for the for what drives us to make our decisions. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's this, he's like a comedian slash counselor yeah. who um, you can look up his stuff online. But his name's Mark Gunger. And he has some, he has a perspective that there's, um, four basic motivations that he, people have. Uh, he says that you're you're from four one of four different countries. You're either from fun country, you're from peace country, from control country, or from perfect country. And that I mean, the names are quite self-explanatory of what yeah. the thing is is that what the person wants. Um, and so I, admittedly, I am from peace country. I really I thought at first that maybe it was fun country. But then I realized the reason I like it when people are having fun is because I know that they're at great peace in yeah. order to have fun. <laughs> so peace is one of my greatest motivations. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I, and I would be I would be control country. Mm-hmm. And and Mark Gunger actually makes this really funny comment in one of his um, talks on this. He's just like control people will see peace people as potential converts. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? That like, <laughs> hey, I can win you over. You just, you know, right? Like, and Come so. Come with me. Yeah, exactly. And and well, but what's interesting is I've gotten to know Bonnie and obviously as our, as our relationship has grown, um, 
how would I say this? That like you don't feel the pressure of or you don't respond um, to expectations. You know what I mean? Like if I put like, oh, we should do this and like can like you should do this. Like, right, right. like where I would go, like if somebody tells me you should do this, like really you think so? And then like right. with you, you'll probably go, hmm. No, I was going no. to, but now I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that because you're you're very much just like inward motivated? I want I want this to come from mm-hmm. deep w- from within me. Um, you know what I mean? So it's really funny, but like I think that's where, where even some conflict comes up with us. Totally, is I'll feel like we should we should do something, whether it's even out of duty or if it's just like it would be the right thing to do. Right. Um, and not that you don't want to do the right thing. That's not that's not that at all. Mm-hmm. But you don't respond to the same pressure um, right. or you, you don't respond to outward pressure the same way that I would. Totally. Um, yeah. So really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to Christmas tree. Yes. That day that day when we're setting up a tree, it wasn't it wasn't an artificial. It was a real one. Yeah. And we were I just remember Brian on the floor like trying, you know, when you have to like, OK, tighten this screw loosen this one in order for it to not tilt yeah there's like three screws oh. you know right for a round tree it's just like really guys <laughs> you know i even wonder if like you should have to like prove like well, you have to bring a marriage certificate in to the store before you can buy one of those, one of stands. those stands you, you got to be at least married for I, at least five years yeah like at a driver's license yeah. because what happened is that peace country bonnie i could see control country brian getting more and more tense about the scenario that he cannot get this tree straight and he's kind of hoping i can read his mind of what he's gonna want me (laughs) to like direct him in because he's under the tree right the worst spot you have like branches in your face and i'm standing there trying to hold it straight and i'm going nope more to the left no i mean the north i mean okay no no, like northeast and he's like what the heck (laughs) and i'm like please don't get mad whatever anyways so yeah what your motivation is is going to impact um, how you fight, yeah. why you fight. And I think, you know, before you mentioned, too, like, you have to ask yourself a question. What is this really about? Like, yeah. what am I – why am I really so emotionally connected to this decision? Like, say you and your spouse, um, you know, you're you're having to make a decision on something and you feel so – you feel so upset or you feel so emotionally um, – troubled by a decision that's of where or you're you're feeling emotionally troubled by the direction that this this, this decision is going um it's really important to ask yourself why mm. is it really just that you're not getting what you want mm-hmm. um or is there other issues coming into it because i know like so many times that like we would have an argument or intense discussion or mm-hmm. some people call it intense fellowship sure, yeah. <laughs> um we would have a disagreement and or we would feel frustrated Mm-hmm. Um, with, with each other or, or whatever. Um, I know for me, it would come down to a lot of things that had nothing to do with us. Right. You know, it's other, it's other circumstances, it's peripheral, uh, circumstances outside of even our marriage that are bothering me. Right. Um, and that, you know, maybe to my own, my own shortcomings, my own failure to, to recognize them is that have kind of seeped into this area. I haven't been dealing with uh, disappointments in other areas. And so they kind of seep in, um, seep into our relationship. Yeah. And, and so I think it's really good. And I know it, it takes a lot of humility and I'm trying to be better at it, mm-hmm. trying to keep shorter records, um, with myself, with other areas and just be like really real about what's going on and even just communicating mm-hmm. with you about what's going on and what's really troubling me and not 
just internalizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important um, and it's humbling, like I said, but to to be willing to just look at yourself and ask yourself the question, is, is this really what this is about? Mm-hmm. You know, am I frustrated about this this situation or is this frustration bleeding in from another situation that I feel like I can't control in my life or, or I'm not happy with that I haven't processed and I haven't even put words to? Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's, that's helpful for somebody out there because I think a lot of times um, what we end up fighting about yeah. has nothing to do with what we're fighting about. How interesting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're getting upset about what pizza place we're going to order mm-hmm. from and it turns out that like – you know, I don't know. That's, I mean, I don't know that we've ever fought about the pizza place. Maybe we have. Well, we're going to now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no, uh, so no that, we probably so, haven't. So with what you're saying there about your, your, the control country, it's like, is there another area that feels out of control that makes you then in the relationship, there's maybe more difficulty there than it needs to be. Totally. And I would say that's pretty, I think even really vulnerable and awesome of you to ad- talk about how we talk about that because I think a lot of men actually have a hard time externally mm-hmm. processing. And mm-hmm. so what you just said there, I think other men are going to resonate yeah. resonate with. Um, and then maybe if other women are like me in the peace country element, is that something that I've felt God really challenged me in um, is just because I'm so motivated to, to find peace when there's, n- when Brian doesn't have peace, when you don't have peace, then I, like God kind of just saying to me, like, Bonnie, you can't make someone else be happy. Like their happiness is not your responsibility. Yeah. So, I mean, I say that knowing that it is my responsibility to love mm-hmm. and to be kind and to serve. So, but I can't actually get inside of anyone else. You mm-hmm. can't get inside your parents. You can't get inside your kids. You can't get inside your boss. Yeah. Inside your spouse and and make them happy. That is their decision. And so... That when when I um, kind of relinquish that pressure to make that happen, I actually, I mean, the probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned and trying to learn is like, I don't have to talk so much. I don't actually have to fix so much. I don't have to interfere so much. And that's, uh, I think, when I, when I don't talk so much or like, and it, come, I, it sounds like control though still to me of like, if I try... But as long as I know I don't have to control so much, then I don't talk so much and I don't create so much tension, so mm-hmm. much conflict instead of just listening to you, which right. is, I think, what you actually need. So Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So we're learning. Oh. Yeah. And I, I want, we should maybe said this at the, at the very beginning, but like this area of conflict resolution has probably been um, the... I, the yeah. air, the area of our marriage that probably t- has taken the most work. Totally, I think like we are so on board in in a multitude of areas with each other. Um, but like when we did premarital counseling, like mm-hmm. um, we did a we did a survey that kind of um, showed some areas to be working on and areas of strengths and everything kind of going into marriage. And um, our conflict resolution yeah. was so low. Yeah, was like yeah. so low, and so <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, to be honest, we we didn't know how to fight well mm-hmm. for a long time because we didn't fight. Yeah. We just didn't even put words. We didn't have conflict. We didn't have disagreement. Yeah. Because we would both kind of freeze up. Bottle, because, yeah, bottleneck. Yeah, because yeah, I think, I you know, for me, I didn't want to cross the line and say something hurtful. Like, I was feeling frustrated, but I didn't. 
I didn't know how to 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 vocalize that mm-hmm. without being intense. Like, because I I know I'm an I'm I'm an intense personality. Sure. At times, um, at mm-hmm. other times, I am so not intense. <laughs> but um, uh, I think the majority of the time I live pretty intense, and um, my feelings are connected to a lot of mm-hmm. um what I do. Now, thankfully, God gives us His Spirit so that we're not bound to our feelings all the time. But I think. Um, intensity is, is one of my giftings, (laughs) Um, but, but I I think that was probably a concern of mine, um, you know, early on in our marriage is that I would say something that would be hurtful, or I would say something that, um, that would be out of anger or intense Mm -hmm. volume or I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's probably why I stayed so quiet. And I was uh, like, I just remember feeling literally like my tongue was cemented in my mouth. Like I mm-hmm. could, I, I couldn't think of words to say and I couldn't like, and even then when I would think of something, it was like such a strong act of the will just to speak. So mm-hmm. I know obviously not every couple is going to have that problem. There no. could be others who are like, I am trying to rein my tongue in, yeah. you know? And so we get that. Our story is though, that we had to learn how to carefully put words um, to our feelings, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I remember, I mean, I remember one in the basement suite when we, within the, probably the first year or two that we got married. And I remember just feeling a, a fight brewing. Anybody else know that feeling, right? <laughs> just like, you know, we should probably have it out pretty soon. Like we gotta, I don't know what this one's about, but we gotta figure it out because yeah, yeah. we can't just keep going on like this. Um, anyway, but I remember being in, in our bedroom, Brian was out in the living room and I remember just sitting on the bed and, and actually just praying like, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help me. Like, I do not know how to communicate what I'm feeling. I can hardly even figure out what I'm feeling. And so, but it was pivotal because after that, then when I would go into like conflicts or fights, then I would actually, that's what I would do is I would kind of just ask the Holy Spirit to be my coach in it. Just say, and I would pray into myself or internally I would pray to the Holy Spirit and just say, Holy Spirit, what should I say now? Holy Spirit, like, what? How, how am I feeling? Tell me how I'm feeling. Now, how do I put words to that? And sometimes he would literally just say, like, say this sentence. And I'd say, oh, but then Brian's going to think I mean this. Yeah, he might say it. Mm-hmm. And then I would try, you know, and so it would be kind of a step-by-step process. So if any of you, if any of you feel like you get stuck, you don't know how to communicate your feelings, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said he would be our counselor. Mm-hmm. And so he is He is there for you and he will, yeah, he'll help you put words to your feelings. Totally. Give you the courage to to say it. So mm-hmm. so we've come a long way. We have. We certainly have come a long way. I think, and I think what's interesting too is conflict, conflict, conflict resolution is kind of like a muscle. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. The more, the more you do it and the more you do it properly mm-hmm. and you figure out your rhythm, you figure out mm-hmm. the language that you guys can both um, agree on. And we'll kind of get into some practicalities here mm-hmm. of that. But I think, I think that's the, the, the hopeful thing for, for it is that it is a discipline yeah. and it is a skill and it is a, like a proverbial muscle that you can use yeah. uh, and you can grow and you get better at it mm-hmm. and you get through it faster and it becomes more enjoyable because both people feel heard, both people feel respected, uh, both people feel loved and encouraged, and mm-hmm. you know you're heading the right direction. You so. Make that sound so clean. I know. Maybe at the end, everyone Maybe feels all those at the things. End. Yeah, 
Not right, yeah. Not sometimes right not always right in the middle of it. And sometimes not even right at the end, but eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes like within a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll just, yeah, be a couple days and then I'll see it from your point of view. <laughs> and then I'll feel better. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. We get not, there. We get anyways, there. yes. So we wanted to jump in and talk about some real p- practical things. Yeah. Um, sometimes, man, we are the worst. And I say we as as people, not necessarily you or I, as much as we've probably done this before, but we choose to have conflict or we choose Mm -hmm. to talk about things at the worst time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I understand there are big things that you cannot sidestep. You have to talk about them, Mm -hmm. but you have to give them adequate time and you have to be in a good space to talk about them. Right. Um, I think... You know, as guys, I know, or maybe I just, I don't want to make that generalization as guys, but I know for myself to try to have a, an intense conversation when I'm hungry is, is next step. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's borderline. It should be borderline illegal. Um, or it should just be illegal, not just borderline illegal. It should be illegal. Like that, that Snickers commercial, mm-hmm. like where you're, you're just not yourself when you're hungry. Like, that's just true. Right. You know what so I mean? That, so then, I, I mean, it go it does go for me as well. If I'm hungry, then it, right. You just, just try to take as many things off the list as possible. Yeah. That make, eliminate as many of the problems, you know, like have a nap, have sex, have a snack, just get, you know, yeah. <laughs> and be like, okay, we're at the, at our, at our peak mental performance right yeah. now. Now we can talk about something intense. Oh, seriously. Yeah. And you know what? Probably after you have sex, the problem might be gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> or at least seventy percent of it. Yeah, seventy percent. Now, of course, that one does not apply to work work uh, no environments. Work. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like we were trying to be applicable across yeah, the board. Yeah. You know, within marriage on that Single one. Single folks, yes, does not apply. I'm but sorry. but what was it you said at um at somebody's wedding? You talked about how merit, how sex. Oh, in marriage. seriously? Yeah. I was that wedding? awkward guy who you know there was an opportunity on an open mic <laughs> and I just said like, hey, like. <laughs> Oh, this is so bad, but I have, we had a good relation. We have a good relationship with these people. So, uh, I don't think it's too big of a deal. Um, but like I encourage them, like, you know, marriage is kind of like surgery and you can choose surgery. Why? And say why? Oh, because and you explained why at the way. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's working on you on the inside. It, mm-hmm. it'll find, um, because you're living in c- close proximity with people, it'll find your insecurities, it'll find your fears, it'll find your selfishness, it'll find your control, it'll <laughs> find your whatever, mm-hmm. and and it'll bring it to the surface. And it's and it's it's meant to be a refining part of your life where totally. you um, you become more selfless and more of a servant and and a genuine like your your love becomes more pure, hopefully, and more. Um, more about the other person but um but it is it is like surgery you know what i mean so you can choose to go through marriage and go through surgery with no anesthetic or with anesthetic and sex is kind of like that anesthetic it makes the conflict (laughs) more enjoyable you know what i mean it's just like man you just we can make yeah, it. Yeah, we're we'll gonna make. be fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know what I was thinking when I did that. You're totally right. I'm so sorry, babe. Yeah, I love true. you. You know, and I mean? that is a, it is a beautiful thing. Biologically, when yeah. you have sex, it releases hormones that bind you to each other, and you have greater empathy for one another. Seriously, it's a it's a gift. You know, and and I know there's there's a lot of you know caveats here where it's just like, well, hey, like 
understand if there's some other issues going on that maybe maybe sex within the in the marriage is not going to be contributing to a sense of um, safety and all those things like there's you know we've talked about it on here before trauma and right and things going on that like hey maybe that's not the answer but i would say when those things are not in the picture Mm -hmm. it is a huge a huge blessing Mm -hmm. and a huge weapon in a good sense for the marriage not against the marriage so totally so practical advice have a snack have a nap have some sex yeah (laughs) anything else you know oh and then do it when you have enough time yes so so this is where, like, when you're driving on your way somewhere, don't start something, right? Even though you go like, well, I have to. This is, you know, it's bugging me, so I have mm. to talk about it right now. It's like, you're on your way to a family dinner with the in-laws. Like, yeah. why stir up something right now? You know, like, ha- and that's where have some self-governance where you say, you know what? I'm not going to die by not bringing this up right now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to give a gift to my spouse and to the other people in this scenario by not forcing them to feel discomfort that I feel. Mm-hmm. I think that's a gift that we yeah. give people. Yeah. It's not being fake because you're you're not going to bury this issue, mm-hmm. but you're choosing when you have the right amount of time to give it the to give it the time that it deserves because yeah. you value that conversation yeah. and you need a solution. And I think one of the things we try to be better at is saying like I know right now is not the time, but I, I know that they're like, or at least we're telling ourselves this, that like right now there's not the time for this, but there will be the time for this. And we're trying to communicate to each other like, hey, I know we can't talk about this right now, yeah. but I would like to talk about this maybe tonight. Can we talk about it tonight when we get back, once the kids are in bed? Right. I just want to talk about this and and not be like, well, I'm not going to talk to you until we talk about this later. Right. But like, we're still going to be, you know, like enjoying each other right. and still be kind and still be loving, even though there hasn't been you know, maybe some closure on something Mm -hmm. that we're choosing to love and serve one another, even though we haven't talked about those things, but we are communicating. We will come to that place. Right. We are going to talk about it. So online today, um, Brian put out on Instagram, just asking the question, if anyone else had any questions about this topic, about conflict or within marriage or without. Um, And so we just wanted to highlight a couple of the questions that were sent in. Um, Somebody Somebody asked about the concept of agreeing to disagree and what we thought about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I would always say that unity is so much better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To try to find a way to come to a common ground and say, okay, maybe this isn't exactly what, how I would, what I would want, but, or exa- this isn't exactly how I would do something. But I'm committed and I'm in I'm in agreement with where we are going and I'm going to treat this decision as if it was my own. Right. You know what I mean? That I came up with it. So there's no like, oh, I'm going to keep track of this and OK, I compromise this time and I'm going to make sure that he hears about it or she hears about it when this thing doesn't if this thing doesn't work out, man, we are going to be keeping score and I'm going right. to let them know. Remember, I didn't want to do that. Right. It's like, no, we are going to choose unity. We are going to we're mm-hmm. going to hash it out. We're going to compromise. We're going to come to a place. And now, like, I know that there are things that you just can't compromise on. You right. know what I mean? That like when it comes to morality, when it comes to some deep values and principles, you, you can't compromise on those things. But when it comes as you work your way out from those um, those outer circle kind of topics mm-hmm. um you know you have to be willing to give and you have to be willing to mm-hmm. to kind of take a little bit you mm-hmm. know what i mean and um but i would 
I would always say choosing unity is so much better um, Mm -hmm. than just agreeing to disagree. Right. Which maybe is like maybe agree to disagree is another person's way of saying unity. Could be. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the emphasis being on unity and not. Yeah. I love what you said there about not keeping track. And I think maybe even in that, in that, what you said about not waiting for it to go wrong so that you can make an announcement of like, see, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something I would say that we've done well in our marriage. I don't know that we've ever, I don't know if we've ever said, I told you so, you know, in kind of that mocking way. I think that we've purposed to say. Maybe on the inside. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> confessions. Yeah. Um, but to be able to, like, I think we've tried to say, instead of saying I was right, I think we've tried to be more like quick to say, I was wrong on that. Mm-hmm. And so you let the other person yeah. like take the, like be humble yeah. rather than forcing it and being prideful, on, yeah, you know, totally. but then being a safe place for your spouse to be able to do that without feeling mocked for their, if they were wrong, yeah, you know, exactly. so if they say I was wrong about that and you say like, well, I've been wrong about stuff before too. Yeah, seriously. Right. You know, one of um, our former senior pastor had this saying, he, well, he he just shared this story with me, um, and uh, it was it's just it's always stuck with me. He was working at a um, at a sales job that he was in, and uh, the the secretary that he worked for was apparently a uh, not so nice lady, <laughs> and was like pretty nitpicky. And if you ever did something wrong, man, she was on you, and it was just not an enjoyable experience to be, have her as a coworker, and. Um, and so it turned out this one day she had made a mistake mm-hmm. and, and she, you could like, I remember our, our senior pastor was telling us this story and he, he's just like, he's like, I could see on her face the shame and the, and the, the embarrassment coming. And what he said to her was this, he says, it's okay. When I stop making mistakes, I'll be sure to give you a hard time. And it's just like, it just totally just like leveled the playing field. It's like, Hey, listen, we're all, we're all trying to figure this out. And, uh, and I think I, I try to say that, you know, as often as I can, because I I just think it's great because it's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Yeah, sure. You made a mistake. Yeah, you were wrong. But man, my goodness, if, if I was, I'm glad, you know, like, I'm glad God doesn't keep a record of our sin. You know what I mean? Because if God was keeping a record, there's nobody who could stand. And that means this guy could not be standing, you know, but I'm thankful that, you know, that love doesn't keep a record of wrongdoings. You know what I mean? That love's not keeping track of all your failures. Right. yeah. So, and that actually, um, a question that somebody else asked was about forgiving your spouse. That's right. And I think that when it comes to, like, when there's been times in our marriage where I've felt hurt by you, and then you've apologized and asked for forgiveness, that actually com- is what comes to mind is the thought of, am I innocent? Have I have I done this perfectly? Yeah. If God were to hold my sin against me. Right. Like kind of if I were in Brian's shoes, would would I need mercy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have I needed mercy before? Yeah. Am I probably going to need mercy again? Yeah. So so it's almost and I know that that's a principle Jesus talked about is if you're not going to forgive others their sin, then I can't forgive you of your sin. It's like if you don't have this realization that we're all human and that we're all flawed, like uh, then you can't even receive grace. You won't yeah. even you won't even get the thing. You won't yeah. even understand my forgiveness. So yeah, because true empowerment and like what we call grace mm-hmm. is belongs to those who are humble. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not thinking less of yourself. That's mm-hmm. not that's not devalue, devaluing yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's looking at yourself rightly and clearly. You yeah. know what I mean? That you're, like, that you're not perfect and yeah. that you are not the end all and the be all and you are not the superstar. Um, that you you are you are a human being that's in need of mercy and and kindness and support, um, just like yeah, there's just like anybody, just like anybody else. So and that is, I mean, I would like to say this is that obviously fight. There are fights in marriage. There's fights in life that are about different topics, right? Mm-hmm. Like there can be fights about the budget, and then there could be fights because there's been like infidelity. Yeah, right. Like those are different feelings that are connected to those. Definitely, and the process of forgiveness even. Um, will look different. And then also even the process of forgiveness is even different than the process of trust. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's, a, I mean, that can, ha- that happens in marriage is this sense of that you said one thing and you're doing something different totally. and being able to forgive. Um, and then being able to like evaluate accurately, is this person consistently breaking my trust or are they moving in a direction of, like kind of responsible living that what they say is what they do. And I can kind of, I can, I can uh, like trust the weight of my heart to them. Like Mm -hmm. I can trust them in this relationship anyway. So I just think it's worth saying that forgiveness and trust, I think are two different words for a reason. And they're two different processes um, that you have to walk through and, and work through. So, yeah, totally. One of the other questions was, does the man have the final say in the home? Does the man have the final say when there's conflict? Yeah. That sounds like even, it even sounds like maybe almost like an old fashioned question, especially mm -hmm. if you don't, if you're not a a Christian and you aren't familiar with what the Bible teaches, then that question might even sound like, what, what Mm -hmm. century are you from? But maybe give some context to, to that. Well, I think, you know, in Ephesians 5, um, you know, Paul's writing and he's saying to the wives, like, wives, be subject to your husband as to the Lord. And it's really important, like, when we when we look at this, that we do take historical context into play when we are trying to figure out what the Bible is saying. That's just good practice. Mm-hmm. So one of the things in Greek culture, or and this would be really in Turkey, in the modern day Turkey now, but like that er- that area is that women did not have a whole lot of value. Mm-hmm. Women were not looked at as equals. Mm-hmm. And so when Paul is writing to women saying, you know, women be subject to your husband as to the Lord, it's saying do not just be subject to all men. That was a common thought within the culture of the time. It's saying you don't have to be subject to all men, but you do have to be submitted in honor and in and in love to your husband as to the Lord. Um, you know, and then he goes on in uh, Ephesians 5, 23, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is also the head of the church and he himself being the savior of the body. Um, something that's really interesting here, and this is like this is like leadership 101, and Jesus was so clear about it that like, listen, good leaders don't lord it over those people that they're leading. So like when... when When Paul's saying, like, wives, be submissive to your husbands, that is not giving the right to husbands to be domineering, to be controlling, to be manipulative, to be to be intimidating, to flex their muscle, to to be 
um, rude and crude in to the, you know, just like it, it is actually calling, it is actually calling men to now serve their wives in a protective way, in a, in a valuing way, because he even goes on to say later in Ephesians five, like husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Right. You know what I mean? So there's this sacrificial kind of owner or sacrifice, not ownership, the sacrificial, um, duty that, that is on husbands to, to be leading and to be serving in a way that's creating a, an atmosphere for our wives to be flourishing. So to lay that out now is like, you know, does the, does the husband have the final say? Well, I go in leadership. Like I think there's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. So like I go as much as I have a certain responsibility as a husband and as a leader of the home, I would be absolutely foolish to think that I always have the mind of God on something or that I always have the clearest perspective on something. And that's even where the, you know, scriptures talk about being mutually submissive to one another as well. Is this like, well, Hey, like let's make this decision as a team. You know what I mean? But there has been times Mm -hmm. when like, I just think about the time we bought winter tires. Yep. You know, this is the first time we bought winter tires. We had just gotten a, a van and uh, a minivan because our family was growing like crazy. And uh, and I thought, man, we should get winter tires this year. I think that's really important. And, you know, you were kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like, do we have the money for it? I'm like, well, yeah, I think we do kind of sort of. But I think we, <laughs> we need have to, to get make them. It work. We have to make, we it, have work. To make it work. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember getting them mm-hmm. and then it like snowed the next day. Yeah. And like we were so glad that we had totally. we had them and yeah. and it was like now we buy them all the time. Every mm-hmm. you know, like we always make sure that we, we have winter change. tires because we see that there's a value in it. Totally. But at that time, like, I don't know, maybe you tell me how, yeah. how you felt. I felt like that was the first time. So we'd been married for, yeah, a couple years and we would normally just be able to come to a place of agreement on our decisions. But that was one where it was like Brian saying yes. Bonnie's saying no. Mm-hmm. Brian's saying yes. Bonnie's saying no. And I just came to this point where I went, we could just keep wasting time. Or maybe this is a this is maybe a circumstance where I just go, well, God, Brian's the one who's going to have to answer yeah. to you for our family. Totally. If he makes a wrong decision, you're going to talk to him about it. Yeah. So I'll just entrust that to you. So mm-hmm. then I did. I just actually yielded my strength. So I think that's important to say is that when it says women, wives, submit to your husband, it's not saying that she's less powerful because a less powerful person wouldn't submit. They would just lose. Mm-hmm. So if so, it actually has to do with a, yielding the strength of herself, mm-hmm. of myself, and saying, I'm going to use that strength and I'm going to yield it to the team here. I'm not going to be independent and kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yield it to the team and then we'll, you know, we'll trust the Lord with the results of it. And so then that was a really good lesson for me. Maybe yeah. it wouldn't have snowed. Maybe yeah. not. But I'm kind of glad it did because it f- felt like it um, taught me totally. just like, you're going to be okay, Bonnie. You mm-hmm. don't have to be afraid. You don't have to control things. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think here's the thing too, and this is a challenge to all the guys that are listening is... I would think for the most part, not to make a generalizing statement, but for the most part, you would be hard pressed to find a woman who would not be willing to to trust and to follow the leadership of a man who is loving, who is kind, who is protective, who is nurturing, 
and all all those all those key things. So it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. that's just the language of trust. That's the language of of um, re- relational co- uh, capital. They have that like it gives you influence. It gives you credibility mm-hmm. in somebody else's eyes, and especially the eyes of your wife, and especially the heart of your wife. So right. I mean, some women I think have potentially have grown up maybe without a father covering. Yeah. Maybe without parental covering. So then they possibly have this have trained themselves and to be independent so then learning how to yield their strength to a team Mm -hmm. would be would probably be difficult for her but i think if women were to be honest a lot of them are tired of having to take care of themselves yeah and where so when so when god's saying like okay here yield your strength and kind of come under kind of like if there was a storm and here's a shelter for you Come and bring yourself under this shelter. That's what when I think of submission, I think of it more in that in that sense more than a if you guys get in a fight, he gets to have the last say. Yeah, totally. I think it's more about being able to let his strength cover you. So so it'll take courage for a woman, but I think a lot of women are tired and want a shelter to come yeah. to come under. So for for men out there, you make yourself be a safe shelter and. Uh, and your wife, like, yeah, I think she'll want to come and yeah. and find shelter in you. Yeah, and especially if if you're if you're claiming to be a Christ follower, you're claiming to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You need to have a word from God. You need to be, you know, like, you know, I can have in like when it comes to decisions in our life, I can have a sense of something, but I think more often than not, I think what like what I've seen in you is that when I when I feel like I've heard clearly from God on something or that like that the Holy Spirit's just made something clear in a direction we need to go, mm-hmm. you are so much more willing to be like, okay, well, let's do it. Let's go that route. But like, I've got to show that like, no, I've, I'm not, I'm not proving and I'm not like, don't you know, I've heard from God, you know, this kind of right. thing, but saying like, no, babe, I've prayed about this and I have a really strong sense about this. This is the direction we need to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that kind of thing. That's so. true. Then it then I remember that yeah, there's someone above us mm-hmm. is is calling the shots and directing things. Totally. I think when it comes to um just as we're as we're closing up here, I just think one thing that I would recommend to uh, I would say I want to say married people, but then I would also say um within friendship as well or within family is that sometimes you'll come to spots in your conflicts and in your in your disagreements where you feel like you're like actually, I don't, I don't really know what to do next. I don't know what to say next. I don't know what the resolution is here. And it's getting late, we're getting tired, and we're not making any progress. Um, we don't have an answer yet. What do we do? And something that we, from the beginning, I think, Brian, you started this. I remember being really grateful for it. As you said, some, something along the lines of, I don't, okay, I don't really know what to do but I promise I won't quit. Mm -hmm. And that has become just like a safe spot for us to come back to, even in the middle of conflict, truthfully, even when there is like, when it's not just like, oh, we disagree about something, but it's like, I feel hurt. I feel confused. I feel misunderstood. I feel, right? Like I feel all these things, but yet you make this resolution and you verbalize it to the other person. I don't know what to do. I don't understand I don't know how we're going to get through this, but I will not quit. 
And there's just a, a rest and a safety in that. And it's interesting that sometimes, you know, we walk away from it um, and we revisit it later or we mm-hmm. have to go to bed and we and you go to sleep and you, you revisit it the next day. But there there is something about that, just that resolution of um, commitment to one another, commitment to the relationship that I think creates space, even mentally, to be able to find a solution. Yeah, totally. To say, okay, let's remember that we actually really do love each other and that in all of this, we're on the same team. Exactly. And we're not going to quit on each other. Yeah, totally. So I'd recommend doing that. And we do it. We say it even with our kids sometimes when, when there's conflict, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do to make me stop loving you. Yeah. I will not quit on you. Um, we don't run away from each other. Those type of statements of, of commitment. Yeah. I think are really valuable. Cause I know like some people would be pretty quick to say, well, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And you're talking about going to sleep when you haven't mm. found closure. And I think, and I think like what, what that scripture is talking about is not going to bed with a sense of division. Mm. And what we're saying is, yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. So even if we don't have an answer on something, mm-hmm. even if we don't have a clear, like unanimous, this is the direction we need to go, but it's one o'clock in the morning. I've got to be up soon. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we need to get some sleep. We can just look each other in the eye. We can take each other by the hand and say, Hey, I'm on your side. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm I'm willing to fight with you. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And, and I care about you and I love you. We'll get to the bottom of this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but it's not okay to be like, well, fine then. Right. We'll, we're just not gonna we're just not gonna deal with this, and I'm gonna just seek my I'm just gonna seek my own interest. And I'm gonna seek my own desire, yeah, um, and do what I want to do anyways. So, right. which even the Holy Spirit, I think of times where there was. I remember one night the Holy Spirit, um, I wanted to sleep on the couch because I was just like I'm mad, and I went and I like sat up on the couch, and then I was just laying there like yeah, I'm just gonna go to sleep here, you know? I'll show him, and I could just feel the Holy Spirit be like. What are you doing? Go yeah. back to bed. Go go to your husband. Go yeah. to your bed. And I was like, I was stubborn for a little while, but then I could tell I wasn't going to be allowed to go to sleep. So yeah, I relocated. But I think it, yeah, that resolution to not have division. Yeah, totally. It's really important. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of this. We'd love to hear some feedback from, from you. You have some more questions. You have some more thoughts about what we talked about. We love to hear from you. And, uh, you know what, I think I just want to encourage all of you out there that there are some things worth fighting for and your marriage and healthy relationships are one or two of them. (laughs) Um, uh, so I encourage you learn how to learn how to fight well, Mm -hmm. learn how to speak each other's language, learn how to, Mm -hmm. uh, communicate clearly and effectively what you're feeling and be quick to listen and slow to speak. And, uh, and I think we'll have a lot better relationships. So we love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at theunionmovement.com. For more information, visit our website, theunionmovement.com, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at the Union Movement.